0: Welcome to Abuelas en Acción, a podcast for our common good. My name is Dr. Rosemary Celaya Alston. I am here with my co-host, Marie Dahlstrom. Today, we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Miss Olga Gerberg. Olga, a founder of Abuelas en Acción, hosts Sin Limites, our sister podcast in Spanish. Olga has more than 25 years of experience working to empower low-income Latinos in the areas of social justice, health, education, and immigration. Olga was beloved in her role as the Manager of Community Services for Familias en Acción in Portland, Oregon, and currently oversees senior programs for the city of Sandy, Oregon. Olga is the founder of the first Spanish-speaking Kiwanas Club in Oregon and was the first Latina elected to Sandy, Oregon City Council. Yay, Miss Ms. Goldberg has received national recognition for her work. We are excited to have this dialogue with our Olga. Olga,
1: it is such a treat for we three abuelitas to be together. I feel like we're sending a big abrazo to uh, all of us holding each other right now, especially during this challenging time. Olga, you are such a beloved person for, for so many of us who truly have been blessed by your friendship and support. You constantly remind all of us about the needs of the most vulnerable members of our communities and particularly the needs of immigrants and their families the reverend desmond tutu said hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness olga thank you for all you do to bring light to so many community members Olga, tell us, how are you and your family doing during this pandemic, during this time of crisis?
2: You know, it's such a, 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 a way to uh, use to acknowledge that the universe surprises us in so many different ways and gives us the opportunity to acknowledge and to see are we prepared for whatever it is. They are annoyed, we have no idea, but one thing that has been helping um, my family and I is to be able to get educated, get to understand exactly what the virus this disease that is causing uh, so many um, uh, so much stress within the community and taking lives and So getting education I think is the best tool, understanding what causes this virus and how it will help us to prevent and to not be in risk. So with us having a conversation, a piece of education, supporting each other's ideas, and staying healthy, keeping in contact long distance, and uh, understanding the importance of why. So me, in my case, I have a daughter and a son-in-law and two grandkids in Alabama so um, communicating and asking them what is it and they are doing to be right on top of what is going on right now and to prevent and this has been very helpful because it's amazing what you hear from the kids and their understanding and um, sometimes you think that they're capable to understand but it's not so education, 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 here we go again. This has been my word forever. Then It's the best gift we can give. I stand for it now and forever because we never run out when we are prepared and we are educated. And it's powerful. It's good. It gives us the tool to know what to do when we need it. Olga, tell us what, let's
1: talk a little bit about what we as abuelas can give our families during this very scary time
2: well you know being being uh, available for them uh, for the phone call for the um, facetime for them to see us because i have a, a granddaughter then she's nine years old and i say i miss you and i need you to come and visit and i promise i'm healthy oma i would not put you in risk maybe i am not going to put you in risk and you're not going to put me in risk, and what are we doing to do not put ourselves in risk? So getting to understand that uh, if you are family and you're not able to be uh, around other people then you don't know where they have been, and then uh, utilizing the step-by-step of um, sanitizing to using gloves, to be able to do not breathe too close to each other, to maintain the, the social distance But meanwhile, be there for them. Be there for them with any question. Let them know that um, it's not easy to be alone, to be by yourself. But in this case, they are not alone. They have each other. So find ideas. Uh, Teach them how to crochet. Like today, I want to talk to them, and I want to teach them about um, natural disasters. I want to talk to them from the um, understanding the signs and and what um, are the best ways to go when we have a disaster, so I think it's a big opportunity right now to spend a little time with them. Then um, I came to visit them um, and uh, give them the knowledge again, the pieces of information that it will help them to save their lives and save others' lives. So, as a grandparent, as a grandmother, I feel like it's my responsibility to educate my family, my grandkids, so they can save their lives and save others' lives. And 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 again. Here's a piece of education, and it's powerful. And um, that's what I'm doing for my grandkids. I'm even cooking some uh, food. I can buy with two big giant bowls of soup and homemade bread and a few things. And I said, you know, this is what is one way to support us as well and to provide support and love. This is a way for me to tell you, I love you, I love you, I love you, and I want you to stay healthy. And give me ideas what else we can do to keep healthier.
0: You know, we talked a little bit about that, Olga, that the food of the soul is mm-hmm. not just about the food, right. but the spirit of what that brings together. So are you sharing recipes? Are you oh, over the internet? Or how, how are you doing it? <laughs>
2: I'm giving suggestions. I don't have, I don't, I'm, I'm not very much into recipes, but I give them suggestions that say, how about you guys cooking this soup with these ingredients and putting it together and let me know what do you think? And <laughs> be creative and add something else that maybe I did not mention and tell me. I want to hear it. And then my granddaughter in Alabama, oh, my, that carrot soup thing you told me. It was so good with the um, uh, whole cut uh, meal and that and that. It was just beautiful. Ma. I love it. And I had a little uh, basil or something, and it was just fantastic, as you see. So little things that you can share and uh, encourage them to be creative. To come up with ideas, and not decided to be told step by step what you need to do in order to come up with something. I want my grandkids to be independent, to be creative, to have the ability to think on their own and come up with resolutions. And to uh, uh, use uh, be independent. You don't have to have somebody else to be telling you step by step. Put attention, read, understand, listening. All those wonderful things that we have to give, as Rosemary said, you know, to feed their souls, their spirit, their minds, and um, and strengthen your faith believe that you have the ability to do so many things. So, don't stop, don't give up, uh, keep on looking for other possibilities.
0: Can you yeah. talk to us a little bit about the vulnerable populations that you're working
2: with, Olga? Yeah. You know, culturally, I had to tell you, it is so sad and depressing and in other areas, uh, happy when you know that people are prepared. But what I'm struggling with and, um, is, uh, as a reality is there is a lot of seniors. Then they are in a very critical condition uh, health-wise, but they also do not have relatives. They do not have a friend. They, do, they live far away in the middle of nowhere. But it's no resources. They can't drive. They cannot go ahead and pick up their medication. Uh, if they don't know how to order their medications via uh, mail, it's just very, very difficult. So, and how unfortunate it is that um, they get to the point to have no one. So, if it's not the community taking um, care or checking on them, there will not be much for them going on. And it's very sad and depressing. The counties, the cities, the government, we say, it, you know, they're doing uh, the best they can, but it's not necessarily, we do not have the capacity to reach out to a lot of people. That they're out of our uh, reach, out of the um, limits. And um, uh, I see it over and over. Uh, I discover more, uh how they are struggling? Uh, just by putting medications together, they don't know they have all this bunch of medicines. They receive on the mail, they don't know what to do with them. What the medication is for, they can barely see. If they read, they don't understand where they're reading. It's um, we need to find other meanings to help people uh to survive these and any other situation. So those are people that are fine, You know, I say that they're more in risk and they um, uh, by keeping in touch with them, because at least they have a phone line or hard line because many of them, they don't even use a cell phone and um, the flip phones where well, they cannot get very much out of it. Um, uh, many, they still use, and I'm surprised, those flip phones. The police it's a way to communicate to reach for us to be able to reassure their situation uh, but it's so much that we can do. Within, we, we need a lot of more volunteers. We, not, we need a lot of more compassionate people that are willing to go ahead and check on them because me working for the city of Sandy, at the Sandy Community Center, we, the staff, do not have the capacity to be delivering meals uh, for the clients and to be able to go into their home and fix a water faucet that is leaking or the shower it's that is that or to get them toilet paper because they're running out, or to organize their medications and they don't know what to do with them. So that's, it's time for us to be more mindful and to be aware that um, what is it that we can do to help those people in need.
0: And what, what can we learn, Olga, from what's happened globally with this crisis?
2: What? You know, understanding that we are having, we're not in control of what the universe is bringing us. But yes, we are in control of how much we can do to support, to provide support to others, and to uh, be able to just accept the fact that at the end, we all are humans. We all are God's creation. And uh, be grateful for who we are and where we are and what we have, but also be able to see far away from where you are and see what the needs are for other people and you just stand up and, and, and do something about it. Help them. There's many things that we can do to, to support, to help. But I think if we just learn out of this, how fragile um, and how little we are at the end, but how much we can give. And we start discovering and acknowledging that we have the ability to do love and believe, then we can help. I think that's one of the the biggest things that can happen if we just come out, out of this understanding that loving is the way. We have to love everybody and we have to uh, do whatever it takes to provide that um, service of assistance or provide a hand to the people that need it. So. Today is a lot of other people and they do not have the capacity to do things on their own. Maybe tomorrow it will be my turn or our turn. I don't know. So hopefully we will have somebody can learn from this and be able to do the same thing that I did for others for me. You have such great insight in in
0: terms of what your life work has been and your passion for others, Olga. Mm-hmm. Um, how can we remain hopeful as a community
2: you know uh, to go back and uh, to me be humble is one of the things you know humility humble um, to be there for each other it doesn't matter what to be able to treat everybody with respect and value uh, what we have to be protected to do to make the change the difference on other people Um, I think uh, this is an opportunity to launch, to learn. I'm sorry, to learn from each other, and that um, that we can always give a hand to somebody in need. It doesn't matter what time, what day, and if we can make the difference on one person at a time, we are doing a lot in this world. So, I think uh, that this uh, pandemic, that's global. Um, um, various things is going on that uh, can bring us together to realize that we are all humans, but we can always give time and love, be resourceful, be prepared, and learn from each other. And we can change people's life.
1: Olga and Rosemary, I need to tell you both that you are two of the most Faithful and spiritual women, you are strong and always you radiate compassion and humility. And what I am concerned about for all of us um, is that we are so accustomed to giving to others and serving others. What message can we give to men and women in our communities about the need to also take care of ourselves during this, always, but in particular, during this very challenging time?
2: Totally, Uh, I feel like um, it is so important for us to be mindful, to be aware that um, changes can happen at any time. And the best thing for us to approach, and the best thing for us to um, uh, be able to uh, deal with whatever is coming, that all those annoyance and we are not prepared is to reach out and figure out what else it can be happen to us and how can we prepare ourselves? How can we be ready? And um, I, I was talking to my kids right now a little while ago, uh, letting them, de- you know, being uh, trained for the emergency preparedness to be working with a um, disaster uh, team they will be able to help people how to save their lives and how to um, uh, save other people's lives. That is an important piece. But it's amazing to see how many people do take it for granted and do never assume that this is going to happen to us. And uh, I feel like we need to take it seriously and not only educate ourselves, but be able to educate others. Start from ourselves, our families, our relatives, our friends, our neighbors, and be able to spread the word of preparedness of being ready for anything that's happening. And uh, we see it, Marie, you and I, we work for so long for um, people with chronic illness, and when they get to the point of just uh, getting to the um, end of life, it is so hard to accept the fact that this is going to happen. And how can you prepare? How can I prepare to do the best and to avoid all this unnecessary toxic stress because I wasn't ready for it, or because I decided not to educate myself, or not to understand, or not to accept? Then later on, we suffer the consequences. Our health, our system, our metabolism. Be- became weaker and weaker because we did nothing to be able to provide uh, to to prevent or to feel stronger and to know what decisions, what to do in, in any circumstances. So for me it's just about going back, dig out, find out what is there, then I don't know, then I can learn in order to obtain the tools to make a better life for me and for all Lord
1: that me. Well, the other thing that you speak so much about, both you and Rosemary, is accepting that which we can't change. There are things we can do to be prepared. There are things we can do to educate ourselves. But in the end, as you both know, life takes us on that journey that we had no idea we would be on that road. And so I think what's important is, uh, uh, I've heard the word soften, that when you encounter an experience or life in general, to allow yourself to soften to whatever you're going through and accepting that There are so many things you can't change, but you can change how you respond to it. You can be hopeful rather than despairing. Uh, You can be helpful rather than isolating. And uh, so there are many things we can do. Right, right. I I think there's uh, a
0: great sense of flexibility when you're handed lemons. You have to make lemonade out of it one way or the other, right? Right. And one of that is for me in terms of self-care, is to wake up with good intentions, and allowing us to be able to hear the birds outside, read a good book, look at a maybe an album that we hadn't looked in in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's a sense of of hopefulness. Um, at the end of the, the day that we are grateful. I think you shared very well, Olga, humility, to be humble people, to be grateful for what we have just right now and today, and mm-hmm. teaching our granddaughter how to make a soup all the way in Alabama, <laughs> and, her, <laughs> and her giving you her, her feedback in terms of how good that sopa was, you yes. know? Exactly. But it's, it really is about feeding our souls in a different kind of way and being able to stay up above because the reality is there, I think there's a, a real line in a, in a movie that said, hmm, you have a five-year plan, think again.
2: Exactly, exactly. Live one day like it's going to be the last day of your life. And uh, knowing that you uh, will be dying peacefully, no regrets and so Olga
1: what we like to do at the end of every podcast is to end with some action steps what is some uh, words of wisdom that you could offer us today
2: well keep on educating I believe in a handout people run out of handouts but if you give them a handout by reaching out to them showing them the way that can be something that we can take very seriously. And you know, one of the things, Mary, that I feel like it goes um, to no, it goes nowhere, is when we don't explain, when we don't take the time to take to let people know why it's important for them to learn this, or to do that, or to do it this way. That's what I feel to me is give them the hand, teach them up the way, and they will be on their own. And it's so many different ways, it's so many different directions. Every day, there is an opportunity to learn and to list all the things that we can help them to learn. It will be, take us a whole month of just talking, the three of us in here. But um, I feel like uh, one step, one thing at a the time, then people can acknowledge and give value, importance, because we are taking the time to let them know how valuable and how important it is for them and what a difference it will make in their life. I think that's the best way when we're reaching out to people, giving the message, a clear message, then it's for them. It's not necessarily for you, for me, or for Rosemary. Or for, it's just for them and for their own sake, for their own well-being, and um, uh, come out with a good plan for them to start one somewhere.
1: Absolutely, and your education is um, an action step that I would offer. We now have a federal relief package that's been passed and many people may be assuming that because they have never qualified in the past for unemployment, that they can't apply. This package does include funding for uh, contract workers, independent contractors who may not have been able to apply for unemployment in the past. Uh, they, you may qualify, so uh, I encourage all of our listeners to explore, to become educated about what sort of assistance you may qualify for. Rosemary, do you have any? Uh,
2: Mary, okay. Yeah, Go ahead. that thing, uh, what you just say, Mary, that is such an important piece, also let people know to be patient, to be constant, to be persistent. Because even though those services are there, uh, it's, uh, it's been very difficult to get through it and to manage and to walk through the whole process until they start seeing results. So be consistent, be firm, try one time and another time. and you're working from home, and you uh, uh, use, utilize the time to be able to conquer what you need. But services, education programs are available there that they can uh, access and uh, and, and be, be in much better shape than where they are. Uh, avoiding all these unnecessary worries and uh, toxic stress, but not doing anything, but standing up and start working right now. I create an action plan that will take you where you need to be in regards when you're not working, what benefits you will have, how you will be able to access him, and how you will benefit from it.
0: I think a really good takeaway as well is, for many of the outreach programs that you're talking about, Olga, mm-hmm. from a very personal standpoint that people have radios that they can tune into to learn. They have cable televisions where they can understand, your talk about education a lot, why washing hands has become so important all the time now, including washing our vegetables and things that we took for granted before, that this is an opportunity for them to understand in a different kind of way why we're sort of getting to the point of everything needs to be washed 24/7 kind of. thing. And they
2: stay, you know, involved with local authorities. You know, if they feel sick, knowing that they don't have to go to the emergency room, just wait a little, make the phone call to the doctor and let him know if it's you or your children. It doesn't matter. Do not just go to the emergency room. Uh, Is you know the the fact of being trying to stay away from people that you don't know, then uh, where they have been or where they doing? You know. Um, uh, uh, do from home whatever you can and avoid those so necessarily social gatherings and uh, so many opportunities to be able to uh, do and always practice good hygiene. Um, it's a wonderful thing, you know. It's right. A- I
0: think many people are turning to the television for mass
2: what? for Right.
0: Right. Um, and so the isolation doesn't really um I mean we can have everybody around us and still feel isolated exactly right so i think this is an opportunity to really look at reflection and prayer in a different kind of way that provides us an opportunity to um become more in tune to what's important in life olga i want to thank you so much for this opportunity both marie and i i I love your passion, I always have, for spending time with us today and for being able to see your beautiful face as well. Gracias por todo, Olga. Todo, todo we love haces. you. Please join Maria and I again for our Buenas Acción. Have a good
2: day.